There was a time when plant-based meat substitutes were the exclusive domain of vegetarians and vegans. Now the food science technology behind these plant-based foods has come of age with products designed to closely look, feel, taste and even bleed like the real thing. The rise of meatless meats is all about meeting the demands of traditional meat eaters who want to cut down on meat and are looking for plant-based protein alternatives. But are these foods really a healthier alternative to their animal counterparts? That's what I'll explore in today's podcast. The world has gone plant-based crazy, and there is no better example of this than in the explosion of plant-based meats. Whether for health, ethical, or environmental reasons, many people choose to cut down on meat or cut it out of their diets entirely. A peek at Google Trends shows searches for plant-based meats exploded in 2019, and the trend shows no signs of slowing down. This aligns closely with the growing interest in vegetarian diets and people seeking meat-free alternatives in their diet. And food manufacturers are never one to miss out on a marketing and product development opportunity, hence the growing choice in the plant-based meat category. Not only do these foods now look like meat, but they're often sold alongside meat in the supermarket, and some even bleed like meat when you cut and cook them. But we've arrived here by a long road. Tofu is an example of a food treated as an alternative to meat for centuries. I mean, yes, it doesn't look or taste anything like meat, but it makes a good substitute for the excellent type of protein found in meat. And then, in more recent decades, we've had a conga line of processed mixtures of soy and other legumes, grains, and a variety of plants made into burgers, nuggets, sausages, and other meat-shaped products. These products were targeted towards a vegan or vegetarian demographic, and despite their appearance and names, they weren't necessarily intended to completely recreate the taste of their meat-based counterparts. While a meaty taste might not be everybody's cup of tea, especially long-term vegetarians, plant-based meats seem like an ideal transition way station for someone who is an avowed meat lover but wants to go full vegetarian or even a midway point of becoming a flexitarian. Plant-based meat substitutes can help fill the steak size gap on your plate and curb the need or want for meat. They are also a way to enjoy the taste of meat without killing an animal directly in the process, or simply for those looking to include more plant-based foods in their diet. With the rapid rise in popularity of plant-based meats, you can find tasty meat replacements on many fast food menus or at the supermarket. And two of the global big players here are Impossible Foods and Beyond Burgers but there are many other brands competing for your dollar. Impossible Foods created a plant-based beef made from soy protein that has the taste and texture of beef. And the secret sauce in their burger, so to speak, was using a plant-based heme, which gives the burger its meaty flavor. And of course, heme is, after all, part of hemoglobin, which gives the red color to blood. 
And the iron-containing heme used in this burger is actually taken from the roots of soy plants and fermented by genetically engineered yeast to help create the mouthfeel and taste of digestional beef. I mean, how natural is that? Beyond Burgers also have a plant-based meat that looks and tastes like a beef burger, and somewhat perturbingly, even bleeds like one. The blood here is nothing but beetroot juice, though. The protein in the burger comes from peas, rice, and mung bean, while the fat comes from canola oil, coconut oil, and cocoa butter. Both the Impossible Burger and Beyond Burger have a very long list of ingredients, as well as added vitamins and minerals that are added to have a similar nutrient composition to traditional beef. And that texture they have that is close to a real meat patty, it's from a food science technology called extrusion, which organizes how the plant protein molecules are arranged by using a combination of heat and pressure. Now, this process of mimicking of animal foods using isolated plant proteins, fats, vitamins, and minerals likely underestimates the true nutritional complexity of whole foods in their natural state, which contain hundreds of thousands of nutrients that impact human health. So these plant-based burgers only give you a small snapshot of those nutrients. And looking at many of the other plant-based meat brands, you'll find the use of soy protein as a common ingredient, but wheat, pea, and rice protein are also used. Other common ingredients that make up plant-based meats include salt, vegetable oils, starch, thickeners, yeast, mushroom, and other vegetable extracts, and of course, natural colouring, such as the deep mauve of beetroot, to give the meat that rich hemoglobin blood red colour. And of course, you'll also find many products carrying a host of health halo buzzwords, such as gluten-free, vegan-friendly, no GMOs, and preservative-free. Eating plant-based, though, for the environment is a common reason people may want to cut down on their meat-eating habits. And there may be some merit to these plant-based meats in having a lower environmental footprint compared to meat. For example, Beyond Meat commissioned a life cycle assessment and found that their Beyond Burger generates 90% less greenhouse gas emissions, requires 46% less energy, 99% less water, and 93% less land use than a burger made from beef. And I'll link to this report in the show notes. But we're still waiting on independently funded research to validate these types of claims, which come from the manufacturer of the product. Now, the consumer organization Choice did a recent consumer taste test of six plant-based burger patties and three plant-based minces sold in supermarkets in Australia from brands including Alternative Meat Company, Beyond Meat, Funky Fields, Unreal Co and Veef. And I'll link to the report in the show notes, so you can read how consumers rated the taste and texture of the foods. But spoiler alert, Beyond Meat got the highest rating. And it really is about taste if you're choosing these foods, as they are meant to be a taste and texture substitute for meat for those that want and desire that. But the big question, are plant-based meats as healthy as the marketing spin would have you believe? Now, you've probably already have a strong clue about what the answer is by the long list of ingredients and industrial processes that are needed to make these foods. 
They are rightly called highly processed foods and belong in the category of ultra processed foods. And check out my previous podcast, episode number 32, on the health concerns now being raised about these ultra processed foods as a whole. And compare that to a steak that is just a single food. And even meat-based burgers will have a much shorter ingredient list than a plant-based burger. So rather than incorporating super healthy plant foods like legumes in your diet, these plant-based meats are generally relying on purified plant protein. That's a lot of nutrients that are literally being thrown away in the processing to get to the protein source. And food processing may not only lead to the loss of some nutrients and phytochemicals naturally present in minimally based plant foods, it can also create highly palatable products that are easy to overconsume. If you're eating out and spot a plant-based Impossible Burger or Beyond Burger on a menu, you're unlikely to be just eating the burger patty. It's going to sit between a bun, likely made from refined grains, covered in sauces and other toppings, and then of course there's the fries and soft drink. But you're eating healthy, right? Because it's plant-based. Plant-based meats have very little in common with the plants they're derived from. Plant-based is a meaningless term. I mean, sugar is 100% plant-based. Healthy? No. Eating mostly whole foods or foods that are minimally processed is a much better guide to health than just thinking because something is plant-based, it's automatically going to be healthy for you, like there's plant-based burgers. And there is no magical meat tree in nature. And the closest we're getting to it is lab-grown meat, which is made in cell cultures from animal muscle cells. The cost and scale for these foods has a long way to go before you can buy true lab-grown meat from your supermarket. Plant-based meats may be a passable taste and texture substitute for meat, but they're still highly processed. It is too early yet to say that they're better or worse for your health than eating meat, but there is little that I can see in them that would make them stand out health choices on their own. As a direct substitute for meat, they may be okay on occasions, but they shouldn't be a feature of your diet. The health benefits of a predominantly plant-based diet are not gained from throwing out the meat, but by replacing it with plant foods that are still close to their natural state. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Thinking Nutrition.